Support the Amigos podcast and keep the Amiga goodness flowing for just a dollar a month. Visit our page at patreon.com slash Amigos podcast. Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge. Hey everybody, welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Eric. And today we're going to talk a little bit about that famous album released in 1990 by They Might Be Giants. I've got that album. Flood. Yes. We might talk about the Amiga game as well. Oh, yes. Um, This game, Aaron, before we get into the news, was chosen by the Amigos Game Selection Committee. This was the very first game chosen via committee. You know, the Amiga Game Selection Committee is a uh, uh, very elite, mysterious group. They are. Sort of like the Majestic 12. No one knows exactly where they're at, where they meet. And uh, or how they operate. It's kind of like Stonehenge. Listen, when they pick a game, you don't question the game. You just look at the game. That's right. And that's what we do. But before we take a look at Flood, Aaron, you were talking about there's been a veritable cornucopia of Amiga news this week. It's Amiga Copia. Amiga Copia. That's a new new news site right there. Hey, we're we're just giving it to you guys. Just strap Amiga right on the front and wham, you're in. That one's for free. Yes, let's have a look at this uh, this, uh, interesting news. Now, right out of the gate... Uh, we were shown some love early this week. Dr. In fact, love? you posted this boat. Uh, the Amigos uh, was spread to um, Amytopia, which we actually have referenced a bunch of times. I like their stuff. Mm-hmm. You want to you want to cover this one since you throw it up there? Yeah. So uh, we got a really nice review up at Amytopia. The uh, the guy over there uh, wrote up a real nice article about us. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, Amitopia, they're good people over there. So, uh, you know, if, if you're looking for a new Amiga site to peruse, make sure you check them out. Add them to your list. I, I, I like that that outfit. Of course, there's a there's a great. I don't know how new they are now, but there's a great crop of like uh, Amiga and classic gaming sites. Of course, any retro news, uh, Amitopia. Uh, what is the uh, old? Is the new, what is the vintage? Vintage is the, old, is the new is old. The new old. Yeah. I'll never get that. <laughs> you know what I like about Amytopia site is at the top is a cute girl with a uh, uh, an Amiga tattooed on her face. Yeah, that's <laughs> telling you to be quiet. <laughs> that's what I like about it. I see every time I go to that site, check her out. I'm like, look at that, man. I mean, I'm not usually into tattoos, but if you get the Amiga check mark right on your cheek, I'm in. That's my hot button. They also do this weird kind of scrolling thing with the picture. That's called that's called uh, you know having a lot of prowess. Yeah, with your, you it's know. called knowing what you're doing. Yeah, I'm still yeah. Have on you that. seen? You remember those old websites you used to go to? They were like GeoCities. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my level of, of, of <laughs> with it with the under construction GIF of that's the guy. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Lots of noise and animated stuff. Okay, so you know. Boat said he mentioned this a few weeks ago, and he probably did, but you all, you all know me, so I'm going to mention it again. Our good and dear friend, the Ravi. Uh, he's a man, he's a renaissance man, isn't he, Boat? He is. And he has an uh, an 8-bit mix show. He puts that on YouTube, and I like his shirt right there, too. And uh, he, he literally, he's, he's mixing fresh jams and beats mm-hmm. uh, to order right on the fly. He's got a, a, a bad-looking... Amiga, blue Amiga. There, he's got he's got a full setup, and he and he lays down hot track That's action, right. or as I like to call it, traction. Traction. And so, if you're into the, if you're into that sort of thing, some remix action, Ravi's as your man. So check him out. We've got a link, of course, on the Google Plus uh, for you uh, people that uh, the few four or five people that actually go to Google Plus, <laughs> and we'll we'll move it over to Facebook and stuff too. So, um, here's a, now you know. You remember the Drisk? I, I do. do. He used to. He was, uh, and I guess he still is a member of the uh, uh, Retro Asylum gang. Mm-hmm. He's got a show. Him and a uh, fellow named Kingy. Am yeah. I saying that right? Kingy? I think everybody in the UK just has some sort of wacky nickname. I, the I like Drisk, that. Kingy. Yeah, I like that. So anyway, Chris Foles. I noticed about a show and a half ago. That's how they do it. Uh, they did a retro discussion show on. Uh, platform games hidden gems on the amiga and i've been listening to this and it's uh it's good stuff in fact they even uh, mentioned this week's uh, uh 
uh, this week's game. Yeah. Now, they also mentioned uh, Scoopy and Scrappy Do, which I believe Dreamcatcher did an article on a, uh, a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, we I think we got into a discussion of how much we hate Scrappy Do. That's correct. So, and, that, and they sort of hose you in that game because Scooby just sort of hangs out the bottom of the screen and does nothing. So yeah. you're pretty much always Scrappy Do. But anyway, hey, I like, uh, you know, I've always been a big retro asylum guy, and I like the Drisk, his buddy. Who's got an awesome accent? They both have. I'll, I'll tell you something. The Drisk is a guy. I was thinking about this. If I was going to start like a uh, uh, old timey radio like revival, where it's going, I'd be calling him. He's, he's got, got a, the voice. He's got a cool voice that you don't hear very often. It sounds like something. It's like this guy should be in cartoons or voiceovers. He may be because mm-hmm. I think those guys have. A, they're not like. Listen, I'm just a goof that has a, that does a show. These guys are like professionals. A lot of these right. guys do all this real stuff. So. He may be some kind of professional voice guy, but he always thought he had a cool voice. So I wanted to mention that. I think that was out last week, but hey, what the heck. Um, now this, I wanted to mention, uh, and it's, how can I put this? It's, I wanted to cover it, but it's sort of misleading, okay? And I've seen this a bump, bumped up a couple places. The Amiga, enthu- the old Amiga enthusiast, those crazy <laughs> bunch, gets Quake running, on this PowerPC CPU cord Amiga. All right, super duper Amiga. That's that's cool. Now, will this run on my 600 boat? Uh, no. No, correct. No. Correctamundo. Now, if you have a beefy super machine, you could run Quake on it. And it runs, I, I, why, did you watch this video at all? No. It's a uh, uh, a lot of a lot of sitting around at the desktop. <laughs> oh, yeah, it looks it looks to be <laughs> yeah. action packed. Uh, this is so this, far. what you're looking at here is just uh, is this the setup basically? Uh, and and there he finally gets into it there to- towards the end. Um, it looks good, you know. It's cool. What do you think about this? Let's get your opinion on the old. You know, we're getting a weird area here where they've got these Amiga setups that are the Amiga they've jacked up to the nines, or you've got these new Amigas. I mean. Is it is it that big a deal when they run stuff like this? I mean, what did you get jazzed up about it? I mean, I'm not saying it's bad. Right. It's not. It's cool. But I mean, you know, what do you think? Is, is, is it that get you going? No. I mean, I can answer that right away. Is it a big deal? <laughs> no. I mean, no. It's not a big deal. Is it cool in 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 the same way that you know? Running any kind of modern software in any kind of capacity through <laughs> an older system is cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But to me, if you're not doing it on, like, for example, if they figured out a way to make, you know, Quake run on original Amiga hardware with no modifications, to me it would be cooler if it did that, even if it ran a little bit more poorly or even the graphics were more blocky. It's sort of like... Like um, when they got doomed or run on the VIC-20. Yeah, and it's sort of like what you guys were talking about on ARG Presents last week, uh, where... Sometimes you don't want to have... It, it's cool to watch uh, arcade ports on really low-level systems like the Atari 2600 because it doesn't look anything like it, but what they were trying to do to give you that feeling is sort of art in itself. Yeah, it, you know, it, it is... You know, the... Did you ever play Quake, by the way? Just a side. I'm not a big first-person shooter. Did you ever actually... Have you ever played never, Quake? Never. Never once. I remember when it came out. It was big. It was a big deal. It was. It was. Uh, Doom and Doom 2 have been out, and then this is the next mm-hmm. uh, evolution. You could... Right. You could jump and you could move your head up and down. So, um, it was okay, you know, as a game. But I mean, I, I think that's where we started down the road of like basically jacked up versions of Doom for years and years. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it when they can do this stuff. And, I, and the thing is, if you're a hobbyist and, and running this sort of stuff on your Amiga is a deep, big deal to you, I think it's cool. Right. I mean, when, I was a, when I was younger, I thought it was hilarious to run like Mac stuff on mine. Now that I need it, was it was it a good Mac? Probably not. Or DOS, but it was fun. It was my bag at the time. So whatever, if that's your bag, it's yeah. cool. This, I am not the target market for yeah, this video. That's right. So. so I mean, we're not we're not here to bury it. Right. It's just I just it's it's not something I usually cover on, on the news. But it, I mean, I've read it a lot of places about mm-hmm. this guy this about them getting quaked to run. And I think this is just something that's going to be happening a lot. Well, I don't even know yeah. what these words, what these things like. What is a killer Nick NPU? Listen, what, what do I look like? I, yeah, I, I don't know. I have no idea I know what it's that not, is. I don't so, got it. You know? that, that's how I know that this video is not for me. But, I mean, it's still neat that someone could upgrade their their Amiga 3000 to the point where you could get it to run quick. Oh, sure. I think that's yeah, cool. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the thing is, as, as we move forward with all these new... Hardware additions to the old to the old hardware or replacement hardware, any of this other stuff. 
this stuff's probably going to become just commonplace, right? Yeah. You're going to have uh, Amigas emulating Atari STs or whatever, and gonna, we'll see a video, whoa, it's emulating the Atari ST, mm-hmm. you know, and we'll be like, oh. But I mean, in all honesty, it's just because it's got more jack. Yeah. You know? Anything can emulate anything. You've got to have jack. I That's guess, right. right. you got to have jack. Okay, so next on the docket, uh, this is something you that I've kind of been following in the background here. Our good and dear friends over at Indie Retro News uh, have uh, released a little news here that the 1200 keycap campaign uh, is now uh, going to be launching in about in probably about 10, 15 days from now. Let's pause for a second because my new router just threw up something in my web browser saying that it wanted to upgrade the firmware. Hmm. How is this a step forward I with technology? I would not do that. Given your, <laughs> do you want to tell the folks what happened? Because as I recall, you lost another oh, item. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So my router died. Just, you know, this, this, it was hooked up right next to the cable modem that also died. So The Amigathon has paid. You're still paying the price for that Amigathon, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. How's your body feel? Are we back to 100% here at your I'd, after I'd say surgery? I'm about 95%. I've uh-huh. just got to remember that my days of, like, lifting the timpani and stuff are over. I think there's a I think there's an eighty five percent chance that you'll regain all your strength, but there's only a thirty five percent chance of that. It's like it's like uh, it's like Steel Panther or whatever, you know, like fifty uh, percent of the time or works hundred percent of the time. That's you know right. what I'm talking about? No, I got no it's idea. Anchorman. I, oh, I haven't seen that, of. but they also ripped that off from the mini Zucker Abrams movie. So, sorry, the what? The uh, old airplanes. They already and, and naked guns. They already used that bit. Oh. So it was a as those guys used to say, they were. Re, it's a recycled joke. Well, it's environmentally friendly. Nothing new under the sun. So anyway, getting back to these keycaps. It wouldn't be an Amigos episode without us talking about some Kickstarter with keycaps. That's kicks. right. Well, I mean, this is sort of a big deal. So let's say you've got a bad looking Amiga. It's all colored up. You're like, holy smokes. Mm-hmm. I'm cock of the walk, except for these keycaps. These things keep screwing me. Right. Go Here's your it. answer. Now you go. And it's the same people that did the uh, that did the actual cases. So go get them. They're, these th- it's going to happen, I guess is what I'm saying. So one more video I want to talk about. And this is, this is nothing, but just I was nosing around on YouTube. And mm-hmm. I like this kind of... Listen, I just like this stuff. This is some dude... I didn't catch his name, didn't even look. He's got a video up as he takes apart his Amiga, this Amiga 2000 he found. Right. It's brown, it's ugly, it's beat down. Beat down Amiga 2000. Look at that thing. I that's, would still love to have. That's give my me, kind give of me, Amiga. Give me any Amiga 2000. Yo, yo, so that's the one you like? Why, why would you want that one as opposed to like a 600 or 1200? I like, wouldn't. But I mean... Well, <laughs> What are you doing here? I'm trying to make this poor machine feel better. You're sitting here dogging here like, look no, no, at it. It's crap. Listen, it's nothing. Listen, this is this is a uh, uh, this is a diamond that's lodged in a big wad of dirt. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He gets out, cleans the sucker up. You get in there. This is only part one. I don't think part two has been has been put up yet. But he's going through all the cards and stuff. There's your there he is talking about the hard the hard disk controller card. Uh, and he he has a, he thinks this thing's completely boned. I think this guy's from down under mm. somewhere. I don't know if it's New Zealand, Australia, uh, but uh, you can see he's, he's got some very good camera equipment. If he oh can yeah, zoom well in I think like he's that. got a scope hooked up there. But you can oh, see wow. he's point. I mean this guy is not this guy. I think he does this uh, show where he just t- fixes stuff. He's not ham and egging in here. No. He's looking at he's looking taking a deep look. I mean at you these can see those traces. traces, yeah. And those traces are not looking too good. So this mm-hmm. thing's probably been uh, exposed to some moisture, some other crap. And like he says there, once those traces get ugly, you're, you're boned. But he actually mm-hmm. fires this up, and he gets a flicker on the screen. So there's still hope. And so I'm hoping in another part. But I don't know. I just found this, and hey, what do you want? Yeah. I, like, I like Amiga hardware crap. And, you know, uh, the, I, I wonder if the Huck knows this guy. They could get together. Absolutely. <laughs> this is Huck's our resident <laughs> hardware guru. Um, so let's talk about some site news here. Um the dream catch. I don't know if you read this article, but I read it. He, he he brought something to my attention that I never really thought about. Right? There's only one Superman game on the Amiga. Mm-hmm. Superman, the Man of Steel. Now, uh, he also has an interesting question here that I had. I wanted to bring up. He talks about this game being one of the first games where you could actually be evil. Right? And so I was like, and he was asking, what was a game that came out before this one that? And this is just something he asked in the article that w- where you could be the jerk, jerk guy, you know. And the only one I could think of that I thought of, I was like, man, what's the oldest game where you could be doing evil stuff? 
I, and and the first thing I thought of, because I thought it was like Custard's Last Stand or something. Well, but the one I thought of was you ever heard of Death Race? Yeah, where you run over. That's probably people. the oldest game. But I don't think and it's portrayed that you're hitting zombies or skeletons or something on the side yeah. art. So I guess that's their angle. Oh, you're not right. killing people. I mean, it was controversial at the mm-hmm. time. I couldn't think of one older than that. Can you uh, no, but another game that I was thinking of is the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre game for that, the 2600. Someone brought that up. Mm-hmm. So in fact, he maybe he brought it up. I, I, uh, or maybe it was in Discord. I can't remember where I saw that. Somebody brought that up. Uh, but uh, uh, this is a pretty interesting... This game looks good. I did an Amigos Plays on this. Did you? What'd you think of it? It's Space Harrier-like. But did you get past the first level? Because there's different no, aspects of the game. No, it was very, very difficult. Yeah, yeah. There's like side-scrolling and there's... Yeah, a, I there's didn't a, see any of that. Oh, there's like a... There's like a, a shmup levels. Wow. I mean... Yeah, this is, this is all I saw down, right here. Look down. Go down through there. Look at the other levels here. We're kind of nosing through this. Look at that. There's like a 3D perspective. There's your side. Mm-hmm. That sort of looks like Super Mario Arcade game, if you mm. play, which also sucks. I didn't realize there was a Super Mario oh, Arcade man. game. Oh, man. Yeah, it was no good. And the funny thing about it is when you... If you it's got one or two players... And the neat thing is, if you play two players, the other Superman is like inverted colors, like a yellow suit with like a wow. with like a blue S and and red highlight. It's real bizarre. It's like the Bizarro World Superman. It stinks. Mm. No, it's not that cool. Mm. It's just like I'm I'm palette swap Superman, you know, or it's or, or colorblind Superman because mm. it looks like he literally dressed himself in a phone booth when they put that outfit on. But anyway, I like that. Uh, the Dreamcatch, of course, always good stuff. And again, if you didn't download it last week, his uh, massive PDF of certain doom has been compilated, right? Uh, which is part two of all of his works. His, in one in his collected PDF. works, absolutely. Holy smokes, what a tome! Yeah, I've got it sitting comfortably on the on the hard drive back in the pad. I'm, I've been leaping through it. Um, what other stuff have we been up to this week? Now, Bo, I don't believe you had any uh, plays this week, but we did have. Uh, we did have our. Uh, I actually uh, did. I, I did. I streamed. Uh, streamed Flood. Yeah, this I, week. I, you did do that. I did see um, that. I, don't, I didn't put it up on the G Plus. I forgot about it, but I did do that. So if yeah. you're interested in, in watching me play Flood in real time, you can you can check that out. Uh, <laughs> and uh, actually, I watched you play it before I actually loaded it up. I was like, let's see what this looks like. I was like, huh. More on that later. Yeah, and then we also had. Uh, I've got to mention insert this too. I really enjoyed uh, insert this too. Uh, this new one where we t- had listener questions, right? And right. they were fun. What that was a lot of fun, wasn't it? The uh, listeners had some, uh, well, a wide range of uh, of topics. Uh, I loaded they, the that wrong they, video that they talked the about. Uh, I liked your crazy uh, icon with the. That, I, I couldn't figure out what was going on at first. I'm like, <laughs> my God, I'm, I think I developed some sort of cataract or something. <laughs> and then it was, but I saw it was some kind of weird overlap. I felt like the Riddler. Yeah, that's why I, I was going for that. So one. if you're in, if you just want to hear, I know. Who could get enough of just me and Boat rambling about garbage? <laughs> but if, you, if you're in the live chat, you've been hearing that for the past 40 minutes. But uh, but hey, if you can't get enough, there's more. And but we do answer listener questions. We should do that more often. That was a lot. That was mm-hmm. that was fun. That was really. Do you want to you want to plug your uh, your gimmick? Well, I would, in? but I don't have the uh, the number right offhand, and I don't have it saved anywhere. Well, you can plug it, and then we'll put the number up later. All right. Well, you can. Yeah, uh, you can. Call in to our. We have our own Amigos voicemail box. Yeah, it's a Google Voice number. Yeah, and um, you can call in and leave us a message and ask us a question, and we will answer it on a future insert disc too. Yeah, maybe we can slide it in and uh, at some point. But it's, just call us up, leave us messages. Cool. I love that stuff. Yeah, I yeah. want to hear some of these suckers' voice. Right. Have we ever heard what Kilbjorn Barn man, sounds like? My dream is to hear what Kilbjorn Barn man or like, sounds, uh, like. Uh, sounds like. Oh gosh, just I like to hear. Hey, if you're if you're whether we we're a patron or not, call us up and just say like, hey, I'm so and so, right? Like Daniel, I want to hear what he sounds like. I bet that he'll fill up the voicemail box if he calls <laughs> up. But uh, yeah, call up now uh, for our uh, overseas listeners. We're working on an angle here, so I think their charges may apply, as Boat said. To win that, but we'll we'll stick the number up. That'll be cool. Um, let's see. I think one last only thing else we had cooking this week is, of course, me and the Brent, mm-hmm. the legendary Grump. Uh, th- this week we we is that, had, is that is that is that what he's known yeah. as the legendary Grump. This week we we wedged uh, an episode between two more prominent <laughs> uh, uh, media moguls, and when we covered the Sharp X sixty eight thousand, we looked at a couple games on it. Uh, including an Amiga port of Wings of Fury. Mm-hmm. Now, I did an Amiga's plays on this from yeah. from back in the day. Yeah, and it's the single coolest thing that's ever happened. I was up that high; I was at the very top, and there was a lone tank, and I lined it up just perfectly, dropped the bomb right on. Did you it. ever land? 
No, I don't think yeah. so. I don't yeah. Think so. You know, uh, uh, we have we've never formally covered that on here. No. And uh, so it's always up for up for grabs. But just from the, I used to play this in the back of the day. It's a it's a unique take on a uh, action flight game. Mm-hmm. It's uh, definitely not a shmup. That's for sure. Anyway, we cover that on there. We also uh, cover uh, Final Fight. Uh, the arcade port mm-hmm. on the sixty-eight thousand, uh, so it, it was fun and uh, uh, it was perfectly timed because it, it coincides. If you're in the, uh, Kim Justice, she just put out a little video about her getting hold of a Sharp X sixty-eight thousand in the Retro Man Cave. Just put out a very uh, detailed look at the X sixty-eight thousand, so you can get all the Sharp X sixty-eight thousand <laughs> coverage you ever thought you needed all in one week for right. three different people. So it was that was a lot of fun, and uh, if you've got a spare X sixty eight thousand in your shed, feel free to send it to me. I will pay for shipping. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got, boat. You got anything else in the news? That's about it for the news That's this a week. Lot of news, we did right get here. some feedback. All right, let's see. Um, Is it good? Yeah, we got a message right. from Alex Brown. He's from the, out of town. Yeah, he's the coder of Worthy. He wrote Worthy. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Okay, great. So he said, I watched your podcast today. Really enjoyed it. Thanks for such a detailed and thought out review. So thank you. Thank you for... Wow. If you get that from the guy that coded, I think you'd... Okay. Yeah. Uh, I liked it. In fact, I played that some this week. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I will finish that game (laughs) by hook or by crook. Um, We also got a message from a new Patreon supporter, Howard Nibs. He says, I just signed up for the $4 tier on Patreon and the name uh, for, to use for Boat's dulcet tones. Oh, God. So that's, Clearly, he's been listening to some other podcast <laughs> where he's got some kind of hearing impediment. He says, I can't wait to hear my name sung out. Oh, man. He says, I absolutely love the show. And he says his computer background is he started out with a Breadbin C64 hand-me-down. And uh, three years later, in Christmas of 1990, his brother upgraded to a t- Amiga 2000, so he got his old 500. And then in 93, he got a 1200. And then in 94, he got a CD32. Man, right up the chain. He sold it all in 96 to fund a PC. You heard that story before? Man, Nibs, I'm right there with you, brother. I did the exact same. In fact, I went up the scale pretty much very similarly, you know? So that's man, easy come, easy go. But he says, fast forward it out. I've been buying back old computers. So he has a C64C, a Spectrum Plus 2, and an Amiga 1200, which he's in the process of setting up with the WHD load with the seat, the compact flash. It card. is awesome. Says he's a proud backer of the ZX Spectrum Next, and he's keeping oh. a close eye on the developments of the Mega 65 and the Vampire V4. So the Mega 65 is like a souped-up Commodore 64. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Now did did that uh, uh, did that uh, ZX Spectrum gimmick has that thing shipped yet? It's shipped, I think, to uh, various media outlets. Because I, I don't know. I don't think I've seen anyone actually review it yet. That's why I don't know if anybody's gotten them yet. I, I think that I've seen some various reviews of production models, uh-huh. and uh, and let's let's say I'll, I'll be kind and say the reviews have been mixed. But really, it's possible that because this uh, was the darling of all the. These are the same people that they were killing that other ZX thing that got killed. Right? Well, maybe I'm maybe I'm mixing it up with the uh, the other thing. I think the other I thing am. didn't ever get released. It's it's never it's never got anywhere yeah, yeah this is what was the other one called do you remember off the top of your head boy i'm just gonna dig myself deeper if we keep on going with this but what do you know about the zx yeah <laughs> i what shouldn't have even brought these, it up you know, let me ask you a question though this so this this, uh, this zx spectrum uh the new one the mm-hmm. next right okay so there there's the thing that's the portable and that's right. the thing that that's everybody the thing hates that, the it's called the uh the vega okay but it did get out like i did see like people reviewing it and playing it and but stuff i don't think like it that. ever got released okay yeah. the spectrum next okay so i take it all back it's all clear in my head now okay, yeah. the spectrum next is a spectrum like device it's, it looks like a it's keyboard supposed to be like a new sp- yeah. like the spectrum we're coming out now yeah. right so it's got full compatibility with the old games but it's also got like another chip on it that and makes it, it do faster and it also will fix the, the, the uh, color, color clash. clash right so that one is the one that should be out soon. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. what I thought. So I'm hopeful that, uh, that that does well. Would you have one of those? I mean, would absolutely. You, would you ever consider buying one? I mean... Because we, we've got the, the that ZX Spectre that I've got, but I mean, uh, uh, this one presumably has all modern ports. Right, stuff. right. It's got HDMI. The PAL issue is not as big of a deal, plus you can put games on an SD card, stuff like that. So, I mean, I would consider it. I love the ZX Spectrum. You know, I've only played probably 1% of all the games that are out there, but uh, it's got... The thing, though, that I've always given me pause is that I kind of like the color clash. To me, that's part of the system, you know, seeing the overlapping stuff and... 
I hope that there's a, an option that you can leave that on if you want to. What I would like is some sort of awesome handheld Amstrad. That looks. I enjoyed. It. I will the say, Amstrad. Let me tell you something. We've we've had a cup of coffee with the Amstrad. We had a mm -hmm. cup of coffee with the uh, Acorn. Mm -hmm. and we had a, uh, a cup of coffee with the Zipper. I like every. I like. I think almost every game we played on all three systems. Yeah. Now, what does that mean about me? I don't. I think when you're old school and you grew up sort of playing that stuff, it just it just feels right, doesn't mm -hmm. it? Just like when you fire up something old Atari. And what's like, great? It just feels like the right thing. What's to do. great about all the British computers is it's like. All these games that we had no idea about that we've never played. It's like a, a treasure trove waiting to be it is. uncovered. It is. So we're going to have to go down that road one of these days, aren't yeah. we? Yeah. Absolutely. Just like how much fun did we have with the uh, SG-1000? Oh, yeah. Same thing. Yeah. It's like we didn't get it. It's like, holy smokes. That's the one regrettable thing about the 68,000, and I mentioned in the show, is that, uh, uh, and I'm sure there are some hidden gems deep in there, but there were 276 games, and the majority of them were like arcade ports. Mm -hmm. Which when you is... can play the arcade version now, it... And the ports are so close. There's mm -hmm. not a lot of interesting differences there. The ones that I've read about to make right. them. Whereas if you play something on the SG1000, like you don't or the there's no ZX, yeah there's yeah, no girls' garden for the arcade, which you is know, it's, it's, hey that's one of the best. Yeah, absolutely, I love girls. So garden. yeah, um, anything else you got? Any more feedback? That's all the feedback from this week. I think we also heard. If I now stop me if I'm wrong, but I believe on our worthy show we also heard from the. Then we hear from the guy that did the sound too. I believe he actually gave us the correct pronunciation of his name. Oh, okay. Yeah. So thank you for him. As yeah. Well. Thank you. I don't thank know if you. You may not have saw that, but I thought that was cool. I, we butchered it, by the way. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> not <laughs> surprised. What you're known to do. <laughs> All right. What's next? Next up. Why is the world in love again? We're going to talk about you got to rock the audience blood. With your voice. I'm going to sing the whole album. Lost my oh, lucky man. ball and chain. I like that song. Yeah. So. Let's talk about this game. This is a, I will say, this is a very thought-provoking title. Absolutely. In my opinion. Absolutely. I, I don't know where you're going to come from here, but I'll, we'll have to see. So, Flood. Uh, first of all, before we get fully started, we had both, uh, if you're like me, Boat, and I think you are, mm -hmm. uh, we had only heard of this game because other, other games that we had covered, people had worked on this game. I kept hearing it brought up. Oh, this guy did this. That was usually because it was a uh, a bullfrog game. Like we covered theme park. We got mm -hmm. it's a lot of these guys. There was a lot of back and forth. Yeah. So I'd heard of this game. This is a game I had. I never had it. I never pirated it. I never heard of it until we'd started doing the show. So I know I knew of its existence only from the show. And I'm guessing you the same way. Right. Uh, so it's it's kind of neat to finally cover one of these games. Well, I've heard about. you know, I did I did do an Amigos plays of this a couple years did back. Did you? Yeah. I didn't. Even but see I'd that. forgotten most of it. Yeah. So. Uh, this game came out in 1990, and it was published by Electron. It's, isn't that funny? It's the same year the album came out. Oh, it is weird. Yeah. Uh, boy, you got a good memory, dude. Well, the the song goes, "It's the brand new record for 1990. Oh. They might be giants." I forgot that. I forgot <laughs> yeah. about that. You're right. It's a track. So anyway, published by EA Electronic Arts back in their pre-Evil days, and it was of course. A developed by Bullfrog. Right. <gasps> we like Bullfrog. We do. Uh, we've covered several of their games already. We did Populous, um, we did Syndicate, and we did Theme, Theme Park. Park. I'd say we did, we've done <clears throat> their their top three games. They did uh, also uh, on the Amiga. They did Druid Two, which is another game I see pop up quite often. They did a game called Fusion. They did a game I own called Power Monger, and I own this game despite the and despite that I had no idea how to play it. I remember looking at it in a vain attempt to understand. I've got the Korean version of Power Monger. Oh yeah, yeah, I've yeah. seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the Samsung Genesis. And they also did Psycho Santa, which I believe was like a cover disc game or Casca something. Say. Yeah, Psycho Santa. <laughs> That's right, it's cute mm -hmm. mode. So uh, the coder on this, Sean Cooper, uh, the gr graphics guy, uh, uh, Simon Hunter. These guys, a lot of these guys. If actually the graphics guys are interesting. He only did two games on the Amiga aside from this Dragon Lord, Dragon's Breath, Dragon guy. <laughs> it's a lot of dragon in there. Uh, but the rest of these guys were pretty much knee deep in the hoopla for <clears throat> Bullfrog. So, and I, I want to point that out because the graphics on this are uh, are of interest to me and we'll talk about that in a little bit and the music guy here i did a ton of stuff but a lot of it was like low level stuff his name's charles calais uh, i'm assuming he's a french guy so a lot of stuff he did was french mm -hmm. but a couple of the games he did the sound the musical on which actually we actually looked at were hostages remember that north and south which i thought had good music uh, he did Populous too, and then Horror Zombies from the Crypt, which I believe is one of the games we covered on the Amiga. The, the, the Joe zombie, the Zombie Power the Hour. The Joe the Zombie Power <laughs> Hour. So uh, th this was a, a team effort for sure. There was a lot of miscellaneous guys on here, in, in, including uh, uh, 
Harv White even had uh, as miscellaneous Peter Molyneux was mentioned. I just because I don't know if he just happened to be at Bullfrog at the time. Or well, whatever. he you know he founded Bullfrog, right? But I don't know what he did in this. Oh, and he's well, not listed. As he did he did the same thing that he did in all the games. He just sort of lorded over. Looks good, yeah, right? You know. <laughs> so um, this was a ECS OCS. Nothing nothing special here. Mm-hmm. Uh, this did have one conversion. Sorry, I just flung my sandal at you. <laughs> I'm sitting here reading this, and Bo hits me with his shoe. <laughs> Would you mind flinging that back over this I way? I can't. It's under the table. You can get there it. You there go. you go. You got power. What are you doing? Playing footsie down there? A little bit. Give it a break, Boat. So, anyways, um, this got converted over the Atari ST. I did not look at this on the ST. Did you have a look at it on there? No, but my guess is that it looks very, very similar. I, I, it's hard to say. Uh, I was pretty much concentrated on the Amiga version. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... What do you got here with flood? It's a uh, it's an interesting it's an interesting game in that you have a character. Well, in the history of the Amiga, uh, it has been known for its fine, uh, colorful, mm-hmm. uh, well thought out uh, lead characters. Right, and I think uh, this little guy, Kid Chaos, and this guy's name Zool. is first of all his name's Quiffy. All right, he's a weird little. No one really knows what he is. A lot of people will say like a, a mouse shaped uh, starfish or some sort of uh, a, you know highly evolved slug. Whatever he is, one thing he's not is interesting to look at or fun. He's a weird freak that slithers around like a slug. So I'm just gonna say it right now. I'm not. I hate his name. I hate the way he looks. I hate. I hate Quiffy. Okay. Uh, I hate his name. That I mentioned how much I hate it. <laughs> Um, so it's a very British name. Yeah. Now, I mean, and maybe that something's lost in translation there. So this game, Quiffy is uh, this freak has to go down in, into this area and pick up all the trash. So let's get this straight. You are a weird freak, and your job is to pick up garbage. Okay. How was this not a hit? I can't figure <laughs> it out. So. Um, You've got this thing. Is, I will say it's an epically large game. It's got uh, it's got it's got thirty uh, thirty six levels, and then you've got six more levels uh, on, on top of that to give it a total of forty two. Okay, so it's forty two full levels. Now, I watched. I didn't get through all these levels. I don't know how far. How do you, you recall how many levels you got through? I think I, I made it through play. the first five, and then I skipped around a bunch. Right. I I, I did the same thing. And and really the levels until you get for the most part the levels all look the same. I mean exactly the same. I didn't see a whole lot of variance except I mean there's obstacles get different. There's lasers and well I mean any platformer you can say the levels look pretty much the same. No, I I don't agree with that because there's I mean there's levels they have ice levels they have well you can't fire have levels. you cannot have ice and fire levels when the whole purpose of the game is called flood. Listen, you can have whatever levels you want. I'm just saying these levels You're were breaking never the lore and you can't breaking break the, the lore. lore. <laughs> breaking the lore. So anyway, to get back to it, so Quiffy has to go down and, and he has to get all this trash. Now, there is one element of this I do find very interesting. And it also is, is part of the reason it's named Flood. Uh, there are taps. They're like uh look like just like the taps on a faucet. We say here. And they and they're all and they're full full on. It reminds me, this happened to me one time when I lived up in the mud mountain. I uh, the pipes froze. Oh, I thought it was a home alone situation. No, it was. Came it was. It was no one bandits. It was a no one home situation. Mm. I turned all the all the pipes froze, and so I was in there trying to get them to work. Mm-hmm. Right, nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, screw this. I'm I'm going back to mom and dad's for the weekend. <laughs> right. So when I left, everything froze, and when I got back, everything not frozen, and all the faucets turned on full blast. Oh. And my bathroom sink tended to get stopped up because mm-hmm. of my long, luxurious hair right. at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, it flooded my bathroom and my kitchen, which are basically the same room, mm-hmm. and my living room, which is the same room, and it got water on my comic books, oh. which was appalling. Thankfully, I had those suckers in, in bags. Folly, so, baby. Yeah, it could have been worse. It could have been worse. So, But anyway, the, the aspect of this game that's interesting is these faucets, as they f- water flows down, it actually flows down into these levels, into these levels realistically, which mm-hmm. is kind of cool. I don't mm-hmm. think I've ever seen a game that the water did that. I mean, like it, it'll flow off a ledge down below until mm-hmm. a point where it'll pull, mm-hmm. and it'll start to pull, and the pool will build up. Right now, that's part of the game because it's sort of a, uh, it's sort of the method that they do it, to make you hustle. It acts as a timer. 
Now, uh, Quiffy can swim, but he's got to breathe. He's it looks like Super Frog, I guess. He's mm-hmm. he's he's not the kind of weird amorphous freak that can breathe water. He has to get. <laughs> he's the kind of weird amorphous freak that can't breathe water. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, um, as you're gathering these cans, there's a little there's a there's a thing that ticks off that tells you how much trash you've got left to get. And once you get all the trash, you can uh, you can leave out the portal that's in there. It's a teleport that teleports you to the next level. Simple stuff. I mean, that's the basis of the game, right? Now, uh, uh, this game wouldn't be any fun unless you had bad guys. You've got some weird bad guys in this. I mean, and a, one particularly bizarre uh, bad guy. So, when Queefy's running around, he is pursued, Okay. Uh, and he's pursued by a bunch of weird stuff. Let's talk about these teddy bears. Well, let's talk about these enemies in general. Okay. What did you make of these things? You want to you give us Yeah. A- so the, it, at first I was very impressed by the enemies because I thought there would be a much greater variety of them than there turned out to be. There's a mech-like enemy that looks like something straight out of a Mega Man game. Yeah. It's drawn very well in sort of an anime style with big eyes. Uh, it actually it appears to have more frames of animation than Quiffy himself, who is rather poorly uh, poorly drawn <laughs> in mobile form. You can only draw oh you can only draw a blob so well. <laughs> yeah, you're going to get when, so when, much detail. When from Quiffy him. moves, his hair moves and his gut moves up and down. That used to be um, me, but <laughs> when I lost the hair, that sucks. Man. That's the way it goes. Uh, you've also got a ghost that acts as a secondary hurry you along timer uh, called Aunt Matilda. For reasons that aren't completely clear to me, because I did not memorize the documentation. Now he follows. Actually, I, I printed out the docs. Okay. Because uh, you got to have. I had to read this to figure out what in God's name what was going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, what is that ghost? Well, the ghost follows the same route that Quiffy took. Right. So, if Quiffy jumped up on a ledge, did a, then jumped back off, the ghost is going to do the same thing. I hate the ghost. Yeah. Okay. I read other people's comment about this game. They loved it or whatever. They hated the ghost. The ghost. Is sort of a real heavy-handed way to make you go faster. That's the only thing I can think of. Right. Uh, I read some. Uh, I read some stuff from the developers, and at one point, apparently, this was going. To, you're gonna not believe this, but apparently, this, this game was gonna have a uh, in its earliest state was gonna have some sort of multiplayers, like a lot, like four or eight, a ton, many quiffies. I, I don't know how this was gonna work. Okay, and this and it ended up evolving out of this and. And uh, you know, I don't know. I didn't because who knows? But I'm, I'm, I'm. Part of me thinks to themselves, maybe this was just like they took some of that multiplayer code and just put this ghost. But I, that could be. Maybe they just thought the flood wasn't motivating enough to get you to to to, to move on. So I, I don't know what that was. So and really anyway, the documentation just does not give you a good backstory. <laughs> is my point. You've got the um, you've got the the ghost. You've got the mech. And you've also got these teddy bears, okay? So these teddy bears um, are... Psycho teddy. Yeah, psycho teddy. They are vicious creatures. They look like cuddly little cute teddy bears, except they have a gaping maw in their stomach like something out of Hellraiser. And uh, they are they, they thrash about. They, they usually travel around in packs. And uh, they kill you immediately if they if they hurt you. Now, if you, if you read the documentation, you're supposed to sort of harness and herd these guys to pick up the trash for you so you can complete the levels faster. However, in real life, uh, these guys do not uh, want to take direction, and nine times out of ten, you're much better off picking up the trash yourself and leaving them alone. Yeah, I, I, I tried to avoid those, those, and sometimes you just can't. you yeah. got to go after it. Uh, the, you also have the bulbous-headed Vong. How could you forget the bulbous-headed Vong? That's why Vong. I had to print these dots. <laughs> They were hitting the Vong when they put these names together, if you know what I mean. Uh, the Vongs are the, they're sort of the, it says here the distant cousin of Quiffy. So clearly, Qu- by the way, Quiffy's the last of his kind. So at least we got that going for us. <laughs> yeah. There is um, some silver lining there, yeah, I guess. Yes. Uh, these things have an insatiable urge to throw trash everywhere and it increases the amount of trash you have to pick up. So you don't like that. No. And then, I mean, these names are great. You've got Sparkling Fungi. Mm hmm. Uh, they they don't move, but if Quiffy touches him, he dies. Or no, excuse me, it drains all his life force away, so he dies. <laughs> <laughs> they had to write it in a cooler oh, way. Yeah. His life force. You got the beady ball, and these things Rick, Rick just bounce around like maniacs. The lumpy wanderer. <laughs> Man, 
That's... I think I knew that guy. <laughs> the Lumpy Wanderer. Uh, they are... should have made him the star of the show. You know, and then That's... you've got the uh, uh, vacuous Gombo, the Space Hopper, the Plock and Donkins, <laughs> Doctor Dusty. Snails? How did snails not get a cool name? Just snails. They should have. They should have spread some of the plonk and donkin out. Doctor Donkey, Doctor Donkey, Donkey, and then they got snails. So you've got a variety of uh, um, interesting uh, uh, characters to deal with. You know, let's cut to the chase here. We're not going to beat around the bush here. What? Just get, what did you think of this thing overall? Now you bounced around a little bit. You said. Mm-hmm. What did you think of it? I think Flood is is so endemic of so many platformers for the Amiga and that the 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 designers had a really cool idea, okay? They 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 made this tech. You know, we can make uh, an area fill up realistically with water. What can we do with that? Which is cool. Yeah, admittedly. which is cool. And so they they decided, well, let's make a platforming game. Let's take all of the troops that that we know, so collectibles weapons let's throw them in there let's do some really poor level design that makes you feel lost even in the early stages and you're not sure where where to escape from and let's put in some really irritating features that discourage exploration like you know an artificial time limit and a ghost that follows you around and kills you instantly okay so all that said you know i appreciate the technology behind the flood mechanism but outside of that, there's not a whole lot more to appreciate. The weapons are, I mean, it's nice that he has different weapons that he can use, but a lot of the times the weapons don't work right. There's no on-screen indication to know what weapon you have equipped. There's no on-screen indication to know how much of the weapons charge you have left or how many grenades you have left. Um, and the enemies just aren't, you know, they, they, they aren't easily killed and they respawn instantly when you leave the screen anyway. So, by the way, FYI, the, the weapons are the huge flamethrower, grenades, boomerangs, the shuriken, and the uh, timed dynamite. Now, just like, you know, this, this also follows the grand tradition of, you know, coming up with absolutely the worst possible mascot for your game of all time. They must have gone to the school of Kid Chaos uh, when they... We when may they, have a new champion. Yeah. <laughs> I'll admit that. Um, I mean, I don't I like know. the opening, the very, very beginning where right. they put on the goggles. I thought it was going to be this extended sequence a la Super Frog where you'd see him put on the goggles and head into the... Su- no. You it just see not. him put on the goggles and then bam. Music's good there at the beginning. Yeah, but unfortunately. then there's no level music. Yeah, that's another big problem I have with this game. You get some really nice water sound effects but you get no music at all even the end of the level music it sounds it sounds like a it's not right super well, it, it sounds like somebody of. pushed a cart of dishes or down Zool, the stairs excuse me you know how you know, Zool used all the crazy cartoon mm-hmm. effects it's sort of like this was like the dollar tree version yeah absolutely that. now there are hidden areas in this game yeah but if you don't know where they are you'll never find them except by raw luck because you just push up or down in a certain area and you get transported to it um, you know, there's no thing that would indicate. It's not like in Super Frog where there's hidden areas and you can kind of see where they might be and you feel clever when you figure them out. This is all dumb luck whether you find them or not. Mm. Um, so I would rate this game probably near the bottom in oh, terms wow. of uh, in terms of platformers on the Amiga. Okay, now I'm going to I'm going to surprise you by disagreeing. Okay. Um, <clears throat> First of all, I told Boat I brought a visual aid to show today. Now, for you that aren't listening at home, this is my this this game is so drab. I like how you that it needed color. I like how you wear it backwards. Well, like I didn't that. want it to get on the microphone. Don't worry about that. The, and so anyway, the mic can live with a lay. Uh, secondly, the, everything Boat said well, not everything, but a lot of what he said is true. Horrible main character. The 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 levels are depressing. They're so they're so. Brown and drab and light and just ugly. ugly. I'm not done yet. I forgot about something else. Oh, go ahead. The scrolling in this game is horrible. It's plain to see that they programmed this game on the Amiga for the Atari ST because we all know about the scrolling issues of the ST. It's very herky-jerky. None of the smoothness that you find in Super Frog or Zool. Um, and the and everything about this game is it's almost sort of modern because a lot of modern like first person shooters and stuff are all brown and gray. There is no brightness at all. Now I realize this game is set in what's ostensibly a series of sewers, so maybe they decided to to go that way. But boy, there's nothing at all 
visually appealing about this game, no. other than maybe those mech Mega Man enemies. No, I, I, I think it's an ugly game, mm -hmm. okay? It's ugly. There's no in-game music, which is a bummer, okay? Um, the, uh, the jump mechanics and stuff are not great. That all that said, this guy, uh, Quiffy, can do some cool stuff. He can climb on the ceilings, he can climb up the walls, and it makes for some interesting... I, I don't agree with you on the level design, actually. I thought the, the levels were pretty clever, I'm okay. going to be honest with you. I kind of I kind of liked it because they, they let you use Quiffy's uh, uh, natural abilities to get past the levels, which I thought was cool. What natural abilities you know, are those? You had to climb on the walls, climb on the ceilings, that stuff. Which, what, have you ever played Gex on, mm -hmm. the, on the 3DO, which me and the boy played it, this is like of uh, early evolutionary stage. I can of Gex. see that. I played Gex. All right now, I like Gex more, but Gex has a lot more, a lot more personality than this, this than this guy. And he's a, you know, obviously it's a better looking game. Um, this game, as you get further into it, they they employ these lasers, and and they but they they're or I don't know what you call force walls mm -hmm. that you can climb on and mm -hmm. stuff. I think that element. I, I had to cheat to get to those levels, but I kind of like that element. It was that made it a lot more fun. There's some clever level design with those uh, to get him around. I like the idea that you're picking up something. Now, again, the I hate the plot of this game. I hate it. The whole thing. I'm going around and picking up trash. You know, and this is a Captain Planet, man. Can we? Is this the best we can do? Uh, I don't think they tried very hard. I've heard this referred to as a, as a grand experimental game, and I, you know, maybe maybe you could say, yeah, that's what it is. But I mean, it's just. This is the Amiga, man. I mean, what are we doing here? And it's 1990. I mean, the it's Atari 8-bit could have pulled this mm -hmm. this off with ease. Mm -hmm. There's nothing going on here that, that an old-school 8-bit system couldn't pull off. Uh, the, uh, uh, the fact of the matter is, this game succeeds in spite itself on some level. Uh, I, I find that uh, Queefy controls okay, good enough. But if you consider what you're doing with him, with, with all the walking on the walls and stuff... I think that I mean I think it's interesting. The weapons are interesting because you can use them in interesting ways. All right, it reminds me some of the stuff reminds me of like a worms uh, in in a way. Mm -hmm. I can see uh, that with with you know when you're throwing this stuff down, and I think that's neat. The, the the fact that the enemies the enemies suck. I don't like any of them, but they are fun to kill. It's fun to get the shuriken or something going, and they're bouncing all over the place. It's kind of kind of amusing. The glaive. Yeah. Well, again. Uh, the the flamethrower is a flamethrower. It's kind of fun. Um, so I can get past the ugliness of it. I can get past the crap sound. I can get past the stupid enemies. Uh, but as a whole package, I mean, is the gameplay there? It is, to, to me. There's gameplay there to be had. Fun gameplay. Uh, but it's so, it's just so oppressive. I mean, and you know me. I, that's a real problem I have with some of these games is when they don't, like you said, this is sort of in a sewer. But I mean, First of all, does it all have to take place there? This is lazy. To me, the, the game is lazily produced. I mean, give us some... Like you said, I mean, okay, I'll grant you, you don't have to have every level that has to be different, but just some variance, something. You know, you know. for God's sakes, there's underground carrots. Give us some uh, caves or, or, or ice cave or some something. I want something. Uh, also, the, this character is just a lump. I mean, like you said, he's poorly animated. The, the exits are just lame, just these like gaping holes. Mm -hmm. that, it could have been, it's been done, the games like this have been done and been much better. The only thing this game's got going for it really is the, is the level design and the and Queefy's ability to go up on the walls. You keep uh, elongating, the, you pronounce it more and more like Queefy every Qu time. It's Quiffy. Quiffy, whatever you want to call it. It's, it's, it I, well, you started out right and then it gradually listen, changed. It doesn't matter. Slugface. I don't know. It doesn't matter. He's just this lame guy. So while I wouldn't say yes, but I'm going to rush back and play Flood. It has enough going for it where I could see giving it another shot. Plus the water element and the fact that the water fills up. The only other game I could think of, right off the top of my head, that does that. I mean, there are games that have water that come up and worms, for example. But if you've ever played Killing Game Show, they use the same gimmick. Water fills up the bottom of the screen and it covers the level. And eventually, it kills you. Now, this does it. The, the water there is about a thousand times better because it's like Nose's game. But uh, the 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 uh, element of the water coming down with the, the weight drains, I will say, is pretty interesting. So overall, a letdown, ugly with some redeeming factors. That's the best that best I can come up with. So does that mean I like it? Eh. Oh, while I'm thinking about it, 
This game has a, 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 a horrible ending. Did you watch the ending? I of didn't this? watch the ending. I'm going to spoil it for you. Spoiler okay. alert: You go through all this work to collect all this garbage. Okay. At the, I, I didn't get this far. I watched at the very end because I'd heard about it. Apparently, this is sort of a legendary ending. At the end of the game, uh, Quiffy, right? He 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 goes up this long straight tunnel, straight up, like a like it's a sewer grate. Mm-hmm. He comes out of the sewer grate, and he stands there for a second, and then a car runs over him. <laughs> and Are you game, serious? And then the game ends. That's the end of the game. He gets smashed. Oh my gosh! So that is that's what electronic arts thought of like They were probably sick of him by the time they finished the game, and they wanted to make sure there was no sequel. Well, guess what? <laughs> I've got news for you, oh, Boat. Man, it's funny, <laughs> boy. What a lead-in that was. Because guess what they worked on after this game was released? <laughs> a sequel. Now I I did a little digging. So. Um, in 1992, Bullfrog began work on Flood 2. Okay. Okay. Now, they had planned to release this on the ST, the Amiga, the PC, but they were also going to put this on the Super Nintendo and the Mega Drive. Makes sense. Okay. Some of the same guys. They had Paul Hughes coding and Mark R. Jones doing graphics. Now, they they said that the, the two guys, the guys doing it, said they wanted to make a a game that was in the vein of some a game called Starquake, Dynamite Dan, and Wizard's Lair. I'm not familiar with any of those games, but mm-hmm. apparently, but probably it's a, probably a UK thing right. or something. So they actually began work on this, and they started originally. We're going to do it on the ST, uh, but they didn't like uh, the way it, they didn't like how the ST was selling in '92, and who would? Right. So they decided they were going to move it. To, they were going to move it over to the Amiga and the PC. And it had six months of development, okay? And they, but the plug got pulled uh, days before a contract was to be signed to actually formally put the thing out and announce it. Uh, they had to, they had to basically uh, move the in-house project to continue it. They didn't want to do it, and so they gave up basically. Uh, and this game existed on this and stuff for a long time, but apparently, the I think it's all lost. Uh, and but they actually had, if you look, if you nose around, you can see. Uh, uh, Example art, some demo stuff. Apparently, there was a there, it was almost playable on the PC. I mean, it was dangerously close. Uh, would it have been better? I don't know. But you know, you talked about a sequel. I think a sequel to this. I think you. Uh, I'm not sure if this would stand out on a, on a on a console in '92 because '92 you're really hitting your stride with some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I mean, the '92. You're talking about post Super Mario World, post Sonic, right? You know. So, would would what would what this guy brings to the table make it interesting? I don't know. Uh, uh, I don't think it probably would. I, I honestly can't see a, a world where it would stand out. You know, unless it was a real radical difference. But they did have it in production, and so. But sadly. Uh, the little slug man never never got to the pay window. For maybe the he, maybe one. he's more of a representative of a slug like species. Well, would, let me tell you something. Would you want this guy representing you? <laughs> if this is the best they got, you know. And I will say this. Of course, I did some reviews on this. Uh, we should because I want to talk about these reviews a little bit. So um, Lemon, you know, I respect the people over at Lemon, and uh, and, and this could be some. By the way, I don't think this was ever released in the states. I couldn't find it on eBay. I couldn't find any proof that it had ever been in the U.S., okay? Uh, so this may be one of those situations where we just don't get it. Yeah. You know? Uh, Lemon has this rated as a 7.53. Right. Very good score. Like Yeah, like you said, maybe this is just a U.K. thing. Yeah, or, and that's why know, I'm not going to kill it. Because I think there are aspects of it that are fun. It just I think it's hideous mm-hmm. looking. Um, Amiga Action, go to 77. Amiga Computing, go to 76. Amiga Format, give it an 84. Uh, Mega Power three out of five, uh, and the one gave it a uh, the the one in ninety one. According to this, I can't believe this gave it a five out of five. Wow! Well, I guess it's like please release the second one for the Amiga. We're dying. Um, I would not rate it. I mean, you're talking, I guess a seventy six, seventy seven. You're talking the C or high yeah. D range. Well, I mean, in terms of platformers for the Amiga, this is a solid seven for sure. Out of what? Out of ten. You're kidding me. You just said this was at the bottom of the barrel a few no. minutes ago. Well, I lied. You did. You said it was at the bottom of the barrel. I was getting worked up. What is the bottom of the barrel? Top banana? Top banana is probably the bottom so of the barrel. So where does this fit between top banana and what's your number one? Okay, I'm going to revise my opinion just a little bit. 
Because normally we don't give scores, but no. you just gave one, so now you got to now you got to stand behind well, it. Well, I think that this is. I would probably, truth be told, I'd rather play this than Zool. I probably would not rather play this than Super Frog. It's probably right up there. It's equal with Kid Chaos. It's a different kind of game totally than Kid Chaos, but I think that I enjoy them both about the same. You know what it sort of reminds me of, in a way, is Jay's Pond 2. It is. He, hear yeah. me out. No, I hear it's you. It's similar looking. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look as good. It's like, got the same sort of a gimmick. It's got a gimmick, mm-hmm. and Pond clearly has more personality. In fact, I want to say in James Pond 1, there is a garbage collecting element. Really? Uh, yeah. Well, you know, in Zool, you're collecting the candy and stuff, mm-hmm. and so there's... This is a... Uh, you know, you don't see this element that much. I don't remember seeing this that much in the States, the collect stuff to escape the level element. Do you? No, that, I think that's always been more of a UK thing. Which I think it's kind of neat. Yeah, you know, it's I'm a different saying, take on things. But so, I mean, Sonic is like that. you got to have a certain number right. of rings. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You're oh, right. no, it's not either. you got to have a certain number of rings to go to the bonus stage. Yeah, you yeah, you get yeah, yeah, but I, you have to have a certain number of rings to survive. But, right. You know, but the... So I looked this up on the eBay. Um, it's out there. It, not, there's none in the states. Um, I saw a box copy go in Germany for twelve bucks. Uh, in the UK, I saw these going for between, uh, uh, you know, right around fifty bucks. Fifty bucks American. Uh, in France, around forty-five bucks. And I saw the disc. Someone was asking twenty-five bucks just for the disc. So. Uh, I don't know how rare this is, but apparently it's rare enough to where you can, you know, command a certain decent price for it. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it was different. There's no doubt about it. it. And I wondered how you were going to look at it. You know, I wanted to, there were parts that I really wanted to like. Uh, it just I just didn't like the package. Didn't like it. Yeah. Well, you know, they uh, there's. There's games for everybody, and this is just not really one of those for us. You know, I enjoyed playing it. I enjoyed, you know, experiencing it. I probably won't go back to it, but... Uh, I hated experiencing it. I thought I, it was just so so uh, uh, ugly. It's it's just an, another example of how, you know, there are, there are, in every game there are aspects of it where you can say they were really proud of this thing, and they really slacked off on this, this, and this. Yeah. And so I think this was a... a uh, they were just giving something a shot. Yeah, you know? yeah. I just too, too, too nasty. I too depressing for me. And the ending really sealed the deal. Well, speaking of nasty and depressing, it's oh. about time to wrap up this show. <laughs> um, <laughs> My God! Last week, Aaron, um, on the Patreon song challenge, uh, we had uh, a lot of winners. Last week's song was "Don't Look Back in Anger" by Oasis. Trust me, after that song, I looked back in anger. <laughs> um, Darren Coles, Paul Harrington, Dan Ross, Gary Hucker, and Pixels at Dawn all guessed it. Pixels at Dawn, in fact, called it a rather lovely rendition. Really? What do you think about that? I think Pixels needs to get his head examined. <laughs> or at least his ears. So, um, guys, yeah, if you like the show, if you enjoy listening to a uh, couple Americans talk about games that were never released on these shores, uh, you can support the show by going over to patreon.com slash amigos podcast. There's lots of benefits to being a Patreon supporter. You get access to our Discord channel. Uh, you can help pick the games that we play every week. And you also become uh, part of the Patreon supporter song that gets sung at the end of every show. Uh, Every week I choose a different song to sing the names to. If you know the title of this song, uh, you can send me an email at john at amigospodcast.com and I will read you among the list of winners if you guess it correctly. So here we go. Howard Nibbs, Matthew Larimore, Andy Craig, Sean Zoe, Darren Lomax, Colin419, Bark Bit, Roland Burke, Andrew Monks, Joe the Zombie, John Cook, Dan Ross... Leaf Kalan, Alan Kebab, Chick Coty, Level Lord John Marshall, Matthew Perron, Ricky DeRocher, Creepy Dead Boy Figgy CTZ, The Slow North, Stefan Sword Mortensen, Evan Helen Blando 75, Christopher Hassel, Ravi Abbott, Chris Foles, Dreamcatcher, Lauren Giroux, Graham Vebke, Brent Dowdy, Lane Denson, Adam Battersby, O'Brien's Retro and Vintage, Gary Huckersey, Brian Jones, Paul Harrington, Duncan Styles, Alan Kebab, Anthony Jarvis, Tapes from the Crypt, Josh Nan, Adam Bradley, Jonas Rulo, THG, Eric Nelson, Kim, Tommy Humbertstad, Daniel Bingson, Brutal Barracuda, <laughs> 
Darren Cole's Jason Warren's Pixels at Dawn, Kill Bjorn Barb. I got that one right away. Good. But. You know, before we close the show, I have two special things. Okay. I want to build a, a, a hearty and fond farewell and a rest in peace to Aretha Franklin, who was awesome. Yes. And Jim the Anvil Nightheart, who inspired me to grow this horrible beard. Back when I was a little child, watching him on the TV. And God how, bless you, sir. How old were you when the beard first appeared? <laughs> what do you mean? You mean how old was I when I first, I first saw him wearing that beard or when I no, got No, when you got the beard. Eight. I started growing it right then. <laughs> it's a slow process. No, I didn't have a beard years. until probably... Because I've seen pictures of you in college, I think, where you didn't have the beard. I didn't, have the, I didn't grow the beard until I was in Lexington. When I was going through my Maharishi phase. Mm. Yeah. Went over so. to India for a couple of months. Oh, man. I think I may have mentally. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Nightheart. I always liked I always liked the goatee. And I was like, man, I, I think I'm going to try to grow me one of those. And yeah. The rest is history. Yet another, yet another warrior of the squared circle gone too soon. That's right. That's right. Um, Aaron, next week we are going to play a racing game. We oh, We haven't done okay. a racing game in a we while. We have not. Yeah. The Amigos Game Selection Committee has chosen for us. Test Drive 2, yes. The Duel. Yes. I know you're a fan of this game. I am, and I love that game. I've not played Goody. Test Drive before. So. You did the right choice. You made the right call. <laughs> I can tell you. I'm going to beat you like a your dog. Your mood has game. shifted yes. 180 degrees from five minutes ago. I, I can, love that I game. I feel the warmth I've of the I've played on every conceivable you. system, too. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, just a reminder, we do record the show live every Friday at 5.30 Eastern-ish, except when we don't. Um, and, We're usually uh, talking, at least by then. Yeah, you can tune in uh, and participate in our Amigos chat, along with Dan Ross, Edvin Halan, UK Retro Gamer, uh, Paul Harrington's here, Duncan Styles, Retro Man Cave in the house. Uh, we got a bunch of folks in the chat today. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. And um, next week, we will tackle Test Drive 2. Until then, guys, we'll see you then. Adios. Adios.